Hey guys, so as usual, I'm just gonna post this link in the in the event so people can check it out. So give me give me two minutes. No, not even like thirty seconds. Hey guys, so as usual, I'm just uh, close this one, and here we go. So hi guys and welcome to the 10th episode of Dreamers and Doers. And I've been, I was into a three weeks ago at Date with Destiny by Tony Robbins, which is when you're a bit in the personal growth area, probably the most intense and the most famous event. So for the ones who don't know Tony Robbins, I think the best way to know about this event is to watch the Netflix documentary where you can have a bit of a, of a look of how it works. So why I have this bandana, it's because, uh, so you get basically about the event, it's a week, it's very intense. You often finish at around 3 a.m. And uh, yeah, so you're divided into teams. And the idea is most of it is in kind of a big amphitheater but sometimes you divide it into theme and you do some kind of workshops with, um, with your team. So I have prepared a few things I wanted to talk about for Date with Destiny, but I think the most fun would be if uh, people have questions actually. So I'll make sure I'm connected here and I'll have a look at people. Yeah, if you have questions, definitely go for it. So, I'll start with the things I really loved about Date with Destiny. And I think the first thing is like the, the people you have here. So basically when like, yeah. And by the people you have here, it's not that much about who goes there, even though it's people I think who are quite into the thing. So maybe quite open-minded in general, but it's like seeing through people. So basically when you, are there, you really see like, yeah, the beauty of people because like when they tell you about their story and, 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 and you look at them, it's like, um, yeah, you can almost, it's very humbling because you can almost get out of your own ego and be in that person's position. And suddenly, instead of being me, 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 you really feel that it's actually more important for you that this person solves their problem than it would be to solve anything for for you hey scott so just saw your message so yeah i hope i will woo you and um yeah so that was the main thing and obviously like it can sound a bit fake sometimes to just hug all the time to say i love you but actually when you're there you have such an emotional intensity that uh it's it's very true like you can feel so much emotion with someone you've just met 10 seconds ago so that whole environment is, uh, that's the most extreme environment of love I've ever experienced. So obviously you have some environments, some groups I've been to where it's more common, but like, it's like, wow. And the fact that you see an extreme makes that uh, you realize that just with the mindset of people, we could change how people interact with each other. And like, we, if you think people get more self-awareness and higher consciousness, you could have that at a society level, which would be really exciting. 
the second thing, uh, oh yeah, Andrew, if you have questions, go for it. And James, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so much love, like man, like you're, you're one of the people that impacted me there. So yeah, Andrew, go for it. If you have questions, interrupt me, that'll be, that'll be more interactive. So the second thing um, that really impressed me is like Tony Robbins, like just seeing him. And I really didn't want to miss that event because there's not two like him, you know, like if, like if you look at cool conferences of uh, intellectual people, there's like, there's like obviously some very impressive ones, but it's like, there's like different ones, different ones. Well, Tony Robbins, there's not like two people that have, so he has amazing content. So if you read uh, Awakening the Giant Within, it's a book he, I think he wrote it in the nineties. And when you read it today, it's such amazing content. So the content of what he said is amazing, but how he puts it in this, um, in this event that are very emotionally intense and very dynamic is completely unique and who, how he interacts with so much self-confidence, so much energy all the time. I think it's 57. It's like crazy to see and until 3 a.m. sometimes. So it's good to have someone who's like the proof of what he preaches and that makes it very, very impressive. So, yeah, James, I, I completely agree. Environment is everything. And uh, that's something I figured out, like even here in Bondi with some communities where you can be like open-minded and vulnerable in a way easier way that I could do, for example, uh, back in Paris, to be honest. So Andrew, question one, he has two events that with this year unleash the power. Would you recommend seeing one before the other? So I, um, I'd say most people who go to date with Destiny do unleash the power within before because it's way cheaper, it's shorter, and so they want to have a snapshot of what it is. I like to go for the most intense thing uh, directly, so I went straight to date with Destiny because it's also more deep. Unleash the power is more motivational, I understood. So uh, I can't really answer your question because I haven't been to unleash the power within but uh, Tony Robbins himself says that Date with Destiny is his favorite event. So um, if you're convinced about it, which I was when I wanted to go there, I'd go straight for Date with Destiny. If you're not sure, probably try and leash the power within. Um, if you have other questions, keep going. And now I'll go to, yeah, the power of the heart. So that's very interesting because, so I said about how the content was good, but how it's delivered is very important. And I think there's two things. It's like, so the content's like more the heady stuff, which you can find in a lot of books and other experiences. But um, what's really good is, yeah, the work on, on, on love and the heart and what comes from your heart. And the other one is your nervous system. So, um, and that's how you can really get change in your life. So for the power of the heart, yeah, the idea here is... Um, like heart or intuition, call it whatever you want, but it's like to not overthink things. And uh, it's true that you often have more clear answers and answers that feel more true when you just follow your intuition. So there's uh, a bunch of work I've done already with it, but uh, he has that really cool meditation to see what matters to you. And so what I really like with this event also is like it combines different things, which is the... Um, a bit more American motivational speaking, but I'll go back to this, but that's actually not as uh, unimportant as it seems, it's quite important too. The, um, yeah, and some influences like this meditation was from um, a guru from India or a meditation teacher from India. And 
so you have those very different uh, different things. So working on the intuitive mind was quite an interesting one, but then I'll go to one that was super interesting, which was working with the nervous system. So basically we often think if we want to change, we have to understand something in our mind and then just apply it and we can do this change. But if it was that easy, we would be at the gym every morning and you know we would always do act consistently according to what we want to do. And that's just not the case. And the biggest example of this is when you have a phobia, right? Your, your mind wants to do something, but your nervous system doesn't respond. So for example, for myself, I don't know if it's a phobia, but let's say there's a big cockroach and I want to grab it. My mind says it's not dangerous, just take it. But like my body is like, nah, nah. And so it's very important to understand that it's good to understand things, but uh, most of your decisions are actually made by your nervous system and your body, and they're made unconsciously. So it's good to know you want to do something, but then uh, the work is done on your body unconsciously wanting to do that stuff effortlessly. And yeah, so that's quite important. And that's I'll, I'll go back to the image of motivational speaker because Tony Robbins doesn't like to be called this way, and I understand why. But still, the like basically half of the event, we shout, we dance, we use a lot of emotions and our body. And the thing is, the reason is we don't just want to understand the things, but we want to feel them to really incorporate change. So when I see those, uh, you know, what you could think is a bit bullshit of like shouting, uh, you'd be like, what the fuck's happening there? It actually is for a very reason, which is, to understand things cognitively, but on top of it, getting it inside your nervous system. And that's very important if you want to change things in your life. So I wanted to insist on this because that was pretty new to me because I'm always about training the mind, training the mind. But like, if you train your nervous system, it's way more efficient. So uh, it doesn't mean like it's good to do both, but yeah. And when I do the Wim Hof method, it's the same. It's like getting your nervous system to like things rather than uh, doing the effort of having the discipline. The point number five I'll talk about, if you have questions, again, just ask, is uh, significance and contribution, which is a big topic and was super interesting. So basically, it is, uh, it's about how it's easier to do things when you do them out of contribution rather than significance. So let's say you do a business or you do, I don't know, articles, whatever you're doing. If you do them because you want to be significant in uh, other people's eyes, it's going to be something people feel and something that's not going to be that motivating for you. So you'd rather do things out of contribution. So let's say to let now I do this live. The idea is to do this live thinking, how can I bring value to people? Like answer questions, uh, get people interested in these things that I think are amazing rather than just uh, showing my face, you know. So that's the idea of significance and contribution. And made me think of things I was thinking about, you know, where you get your energy from. And I find it very, really easier to get energy from uh, the feeling that you're going to contribute uh, rather than just the egoic, uh, I can do it, I want to show I'm, I'm worth it. So I'm not saying you shouldn't have ego. Like, it's, it's, I think it's healthy to have a little bit of ego. For example, when I do something try to do it for contribution, but I'm always happy to have the, the, the reward if it happens.
but the main thing should be that uh, contribution. It makes things way if more effortless, and it also encourages people to help you more. So uh, I talked about it a bit, so I won't go back to it too much about switching uh, perspective, but it's very interesting to, like, you know, when you do work like meditation, it's a lot about um, getting out of your own head and body and like observing yourself almost. And it's very humbling to see other people's experience. It helps you actually get outside of your ego and consider others almost as if it was the same, as if it was like a conscious, um, sorry, a common consciousness. So yeah, that, I, I felt like you could really feel it when uh, you were with other people there. So it's good to bring that, um, that higher consciousness, let's say, and get out of your own ego. Again, if you have questions, go for it. And yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about is obviously it's very emotionally intense. And one thing is, yeah, you understand really the energy people have. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty, like you can see how, how much people communicate this energy. So uh, we said, and James said, the environment is very important, definitely. And yeah, there's like so much uh, communication of, uh, of energy. It's almost like you feel a bit in trance almost because, uh, because there's so much energy and you can feel it really. That's really cool. And now I'll talk about something that I thought was super interesting. It's a bit more personal. It's about uh, polarities in relationships and how I thought I could do an adjustment with it. So the idea is... Uh, like recently, I think most men, they're a bit educated in an environment where you got to be the tough guy, which is fine, but often it's like misunderstood, like things like uh, not meditating or not eating healthy is not really manly. There's no really um, relationship to, to this. And there's also the, the, the competitive factor. So recently, I've become like way less competitive. Um, and I'd say I'm accepting more my feminine side, which is like, one that's uh, yeah a bit less competitive, at least a bit less ego driven, I'd say. And but the thing is, uh, and accepting the boy also when you when you do things towards innocence. So when you do that, I think it's a great good thing to do. But you want to find that balance. So I like it's good also to try like yeah to he explains how being a man and this polarity work. And for me, it was making a bit of an adjustment of not being too naive and not just being the boy, finding that balance. So uh, I'll go to, oh, thanks Andrew for the second question. His event aren't exactly cheap, nah. What would you say was the best takeaway from the event? It was paying more for the VIP ticket. Um, well, I'll start with the easier one. I'd say, I wouldn't say it's worth paying more for the VIP ticket because uh, it's just about being more in front, but I don't really see the, I, I don't see a big difference. So I would, yeah, as you say, it's expensive enough, so I wouldn't go for the VIP ticket, but then, um, the best takeaway from the event, I'd say if I had to choose one, it would probably be the work on the nervous system that I really under, underestimated. Um, but all, all of these that I talked about and uh, I'll put, I'll put back the link on the article where I listed them are, are quite valid. Uh, I think, I think it's expensive. Um, 
I also think it depends on how you look at it, but on a lifetime, if you can afford it, like all those things you, you learn, they're going to help you so much for your relationship, for your business. So, you know, if you're like 30 and you're going to use that knowledge for the rest of your life, I'd say it's probably worth it. Um, let me know if it's fine, if that answered your question. And I'll go to, uh, yeah, I'll go to a last thing, which is, uh, which is funny that uh, focusing on what I learned, not what I already know. So I could notice a, a, a lot of times, I think because I've learned quite a lot in the past, maybe eight, nine months, being really into that personal growth journey, I, yeah, I, I learned quite a lot. And, uh, but the thing is, I came there sometimes just wanting to show myself I already know, which is a, a bit of a stupid way to, to go like you want. And, and I realized, I realized I had that mechanism when he says something, let's say he says something and there's part that I know and parts that I don't know. I focus on what I know already thinking, Oh yeah, I already know that. But, uh, but that's not a good way to go. The good way to go is to focus on what you don't know because that's what you learn and the other is very unproductive. So it's good to be conscious of it. And now when I have a conversation with someone or when I attend an event, I'm always thinking, well, I'm here. I decided to be here. I'm here to learn. So just uh, focus on that and not on, uh, on the, having your ego, ego being like, oh, I already knew that. Oh, that's not that good. Um, yeah, thanks, Christian, for, for helping with, uh, with the answer. To Andrew, uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go very quickly on uh, on also maybe where it's like. So I say it was completely worth it. And uh, there's also like obviously if you if you like networking, also you you always a lot of people that have. I like that mentality, which is a mix between high achievers and um, and a bit dreamers. You know, like the dreamer and doers. So it's like quite high achiever, but people who really want um, to become better themselves. Uh, to care about better world, better relationships, all these things. So it's like really, really nice people to connect with. And uh, yeah, I can say I've done, I've created some good friendships. Kristan, uh, hey, Lara, how are you? Oh, Lara, it was really good to, to, have, you, uh, to uh, have you here. Uh, when we did the event, that was, uh, that was like, yeah, so nice. And Kristen, are you finding it hard to keep in state and doing all your routines now you're back in real life? Yes, really good question, actually. And definitely, actually, I'm not doing... Um, it's funny because I've, I've, I get coaching from uh, someone, uh, Brady, I don't know if you're here, but like someone I met at the event and we had a chat today and I realized, yeah, I don't do my exercises very well. And that's, uh, that's stupid because... Um, the like it's great to be at the event but if you want change that's what you do consistently so it's about like shouting who you want to be so yeah i'm, I'm still a bit shy sometimes like uh, you know i think i became like you know my family and friends they already think i'm a bit crazy so if i start and my flatmates so if i start shouting i'm the voice i'm something like you know they'll be like oh what the fuck is this guy so but you know i shouldn't be stopped by this so i'm i'm yeah, I made sure I'm going to incorporate that in my morning routine, doing the, the incantations and these things. But yeah, I haven't done it. I haven't done it. And that's, uh, that's bad. Um, yeah, James. Yeah, James. Uh, we had a good time. So yeah, best place to, to network. And actually, James, I'll, I'll probably have you soon um, on, that, on that show. 
Thanks, Lara. Well, being honest and open, I guess I learned it a bit from you too. <laughs> okay, now, so it was amazing. Now I just want to touch base quickly on just a few things I thought was um, um, like, it's. I think it's my French self. So basically always finding like, I struggle to be like, you have to find everything awesome, but there's, there's some rationality behind uh, accepting everything and finding it awesome. It's about like how you create also your reality and how you choose what's true. But I like still to put it in perspective and being able to, you know, to have honest feedback and to have judgment. So that was one thing. It's often about not judging at Tony Robbins event. Uh, I think discrimination in the defined as, you know, the way to, to judge things uh, are important. It's not that much judging the people, but just judging attitude or behavior. I think it's good because that's how you can, uh, yeah, you can have values in the end. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I found, so it's the whole atmosphere is about everything awesome, everything happy, everything, everyone loves each other, which obviously is very strong, but, uh, I just think, so yeah, for example, I had that example where it's like, who doesn't have a breakthrough? Like, I don't think I have a breakthrough, I stand up, but then there's a bit that social pressure that I didn't like too much. So I did interviews after the event and maybe, I don't know, one person out of four or even out of three would say, oh, I'm not sure if it's a breakthrough, you know, which is fine. Like, it's completely fine. But uh, yeah, when Tony Robbins asked, there's like, I think we were like, 15 people or 13 people being standing. And uh, because it's like a bit that social pressure of having a breakthrough, you have to have a breakthrough. But, you know, if you just get good insights or maybe a breakthrough later, it's completely fine. But yeah, I mean, I thought, so yeah, there's a bit that atmosphere that everything's, everything's awesome, but you know, that participates, that's uh, part of it. The other thing I thought a bit philosophically that was slightly far-fetched is like, um, there's always that, uh, let's say that idea that we are guided and guided by someone who wants our good, which is a good thing to believe in. And, you know, if you make a bet to believe in this, because that makes you a better person or that gives you the energy, uh, that's a really good thing to do. So you can think this, but to me, it's like a bet and something you, you want to believe in, but it's definitely not something, not something obvious, right? Like, um, um, I'm happy to think uh, the architecture of the universe is not something that cares that much about what I think, what I want to do, and that. Uh, but yeah, so it's like it's often about your guided, um, your like you know by some something that pushes you towards a direction. I'm happy to think things can be a bit random too, but yeah, but that's that doesn't alter the experience too much, to be fair. So. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it feels a bit weird at first yelling incantation. Yeah, it's a bit hard. And I'm not I'm not too shy as a person, but like, you know, when you run at the beach and you start shouting, like, I'm uh, purpose of my life is to be loved, you know, ah, like people are like, you know, but uh, but I think it's really good too for that's something that's very team Ferris is like getting used to uncomfortable situations. So I think it's very good to do what you think is right for you. As long as it doesn't annoy people, like, you know, you don't, you're not going to shout in the plane, you know, especially. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a good thing to do what you think is right. As long as it doesn't annoy people, 
and uh, even especially if it makes you uncomfortable because uh, getting used to being uncomfortable is what gets used get you used to yeah, speaking in public or doing filming yourself or having that uncomfortable conversation with your boss or being more vulnerable in general uh, telling someone you love them you know that's 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 things that are sometimes a bit uh, uncomfortable and being comfortable in uncomfortable position is actually a good skill I think uh, Lara good streets don't make good drivers I didn't get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, anyway, it was, um, if you have questions, ask now because I'm, I want to keep it not too long. So yeah, again, very good. If you can afford it, I think do it. I think it's very good. I came there alone. Right? I knew a few people, but I came there alone. I think it's very good for people uh, in a relationship. So whether it's your partner in life or your business partner, there is so much truth in this event that uh, I think it can, it's like a big test, you know, and like some couples there, like one couple broke up in front of everyone because it was so obvious they weren't um, good together. It's like it reveals what's true. So if you come with your partner, like life partner or business partner and there's something fucked up about your relationship, it's going to emerge, it's going to be, um, really obvious and that might end it, which is scary, but is a good thing in the end. On the other hand, if it goes well and you're and the truth of who you are and what you want from the relationship is good or you're happy to, to, to improve it, this is going to really build more trust between, um, between those people who come together. So I think, I think it's a really, yeah, really deep thing to, to do and to connect. So I will stop the live now. Thank you so much, guys, for the love and for the questions. And definitely, yeah, definitely recommend it. The thing also I really wanted to do it is like I told you there's not two Tony Robbins. There's not there's no event that's like come close to this from what I know. So um, I had a bit of a FOMO when I registered. Because uh, I wanted to make sure I attended this, and obviously for me it helps also with what I'm doing at the moment. So lots of love, guys. Team Eleven present. And next week I'll go back to interviewing uh, other people, and it will be oh yeah, next week it'll be super interesting. It'll be Koshi Kuram. So we talked about the nervous system. He's a neuroscientist, and he trained his body to not react at all to stress. So basically he, got, he did scan with fMRI scanners and you can see in stress situation, uh, his brain is the same while usually your brain has like a big response to, to stress. So, um, I mean, you'll see next week, but like super interesting guy to, to listen to. That'll be pretty amazing. I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm finishing his book actually at the moment that uh, I'll talk about when we do the interview. Thanks, guys. See you next week. I'll stop the live. <laughs>